Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. The Incomparable, number 699, January 2024. Welcome back, everybody, to The Incomparable. I am your host, Jason Snell. This is an episode about a recent film, not this year, but at the end of last year, uh, called Godzilla Minus One. There have been many, many Godzilla movies. I'm informed that this is the 37th of them and the 33rd by Toho. This is a Japanese movie, uh, which I watch with subtitles because I don't speak Japanese. And people are loving it. It is doing really well in terms of uh, word of mouth, in terms of critical acclaim, and surprisingly, in terms of international box office, especially in the United States. So I couldn't let it go by. I felt like it's having a moment and I was really interested in seeing it and talking about it. And so here we are. And I am joined by my two pals to talk about Godzilla minus one. There were three pals. We removed one minus one and we were left with Moises Chuyan. Hello. Hi. Um, a lot of, a lot of Japanese cinema. Of late, I know uh, that, right? uh, that it seems everybody I, wants I to talk you about. I think there will be Turns more. Out it's all real good. There'll be more Japanese cinema in a future episode. I think is what uh, you yeah, actually yeah, mean. Yes, yes. Two, yeah. collective Two whole Japanese movies in theaters at the same time. at the same time. And Monty Ashley, you heard him. He's the other plus one. Hello, hello. Are we are we critical acclaim or are we word of mouth? Um, I, we could be both or neither, but I think maybe both. We could right. be that. So, um, Godzilla minus one, like there, there are, like I said, lots of Godzilla movies. Godzilla can mean a lot of things. Godzilla can mean big, you know, guys wearing rubber suits, wrestle, wrestling in a movie. Uh, but it also, from the very beginning, Godzilla has meant other things from the classic original film that was very much about post-war Japan and the horror of the nuclear bombings and the aftermath of that. And uh, Shin Godzilla recently um, took a different take, and and it was more about the um, the the nuclear disaster and the botched government reaction to that. Godzilla is is not just a giant lizard who destroys things. Godzilla is also a vehicle for films, for good films, in in, in good films like Godzilla minus one to. Um, to talk about us, right? And our and 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 our society or our feelings and um and that is why I think Godzilla is is uh worth taking seriously and I know we're in a we we live in a world where lots of things that we enjoyed as kids are now actually taken seriously and adults make movies 
that that take the pre- silly premises of our youth and and use them seriously to do serious things. And yet I still find myself surprised when it happens, like with Godzilla minus one, which is a very good movie about people with a big Godzilla in it. Um, it <laughs> yeah, I want to say it's not just a human story about Godzilla because those happen sometimes and those are pretty sure. bad. This is a human story, but it's also a Godzilla story. It is. Rest assured, dear listener, Godzilla smashes Tokyo yes. in this movie. If, if you think this is sort of some sort of merchant ivory production where Godzilla occasionally is seen on the horizon <laughs> while people have their travails, no. Oh, oh, I hear Godzilla's around. <laughs> yes. Oh, dear. Oh, he's over there. Um, no, I mean, the, the, there's, there's real smashy smashy that happens in this movie, but it is done judiciously at points and then leads to a a a grand finale that is that there is where there is a lot of smashy and explodey going on so yeah you're going to get your money's worth but you're also going to get the richness of caring about characters and their feelings and uh i like that combination monty do you like that combination yeah it ruled yeah it really did Moises, you like you like that combination you get the feelings you get the smashy smashy giant lizard monster yeah, I I mean the, the as many Godzilla movies as I've seen, um, my expectations going in were that well, Shin Godzilla was great and it it did what it was going to do. Um, but if if they're making another thing, they're probably not going for the same thing that that did, right. and that probably means we're going to get some more smashing mm. and some more destroying. And, uh, and since we're using not a modern setting like Shin Godzilla did, um, but going back to the post-war period, um, this is, this is really Toho going, we're going to go back to the origin of the Godzilla myth and find something new and fresh and interesting to say about it. Which you would uh, would think on one level, like how, what is there, what is there more to say? This, this is a property that has been mined. In so many different ways. I saw Godzilla 85 in the theater, <laughs> right? Like it has been mined in so many different ways. Many of them not good. Some of them very good. But like how, how, why do it again? And and this is the answer, which is you put it in, the, in, in a talented writer, director's hands, who's got something to say, and you can make a pretty great little movie. And we're in the kind of pre-spoiler zone here of... Uh, of uh, maybe convincing you to see this movie before you listen to us talk about it. But like, I, I look, one of the things I love about genre entertainment in general is that it gets to use these pulpy, fun, uh, wild vehicles like science fiction and fantasy and horror to explore human issues. And that's like why I love Buffy as a TV show. Cause it's all the horror tropes, but it's really about growing up in adolescence and all of that. And you know, what's Godzilla in this movie? He's, he's guilt. I mean, he's lots of things, but he is in addition to being a monster. I mean, he's guilt, guilt's a monster too. Uh, it, 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 I, I just love that this is one of those movies that hits me right in the sweet spot, which is it is using genre tropes and, and they're cool and it's using them well, right? Which is part, you can misfire by not using them well, but it's using them and it's using them also to be meaningful. And like, it's magic when that happens for me. I I just I I I can't be more impressed when when I'm watching I, I'm I'm literally watching Godzilla fire like a nuclear beam out of his mouth, and I'm like, oh, 
but the feelings, right? At yeah. the, it's just, that is, that's, that's, that's the stuff. One thing I think they do very cleverly is they don't just go back to the beginning. They go back to before the beginning. This is the yeah. first right. Godzilla movie I've seen that posits Godzilla existed as a creature before the bomb went off. Yeah, known to the known to the Odo Islanders and smaller. And then the like nuclear testing happens in the Pacific and he gets big. But that he was he was known before. Um and this, yeah, yeah, absolutely. There, there is, there's mythos stuff that, uh, going back to before the beginning, uh, well put, um, th that allows them to do is to leave open doors of there being weird stuff that is not explained. You don't have necessarily an inkling of how it's going to be explained in a theoretical follow-up. They're definitely doing another one after this. Um, seems how, how far they have things charted out, who knows? Um, but you're able to play the hits. Like you, you get the best of both worlds. You play the hits with Godzilla. You do a lot of like massive destruction stuff. Mm -hmm. um, you get to, I, one and of we, my, we, we should say no continuity, right? This is a, right. another telling of the Godzilla story. So they don't have to, you don't right. have to know anything and, and they get to make the decisions to show and do what they want. There's no, yeah, none you, of that overhanging it. You don't have to preemptively have a, uh, have a stance on how you pronounce Ghidorah. Is, is yeah. it Ghidorah yeah. or Ghidorah? Of course, as you know, matter. at this time, Mothra would be located in the, nope, it's not. Uh, no, no, nope, nope. None of that stuff matters. All that matters is Big G mm. and uh, and an unsuspecting Japan that is still recovering from the war. And in every in the, sense of the word. In every sense of the word. <laughs> the word emotionally, infrastructure-wise, rebuilding some semblance of civilization. Um, there, there are themes of found family. Uh, there are, the, you know, the the idea of of comradeship. Uh, you know, brothers in arms, that sort of thing. The the restrictions that Japan was under in mm -hmm. terms of not being allowed right. to to hold any sort of standing military. Yeah. And, and one of my favorite things um, that has been done so poorly for so long that it's gotten a bad rap is the is the mashup within genre where it's oh it's this but also this in the first uh, in the first uh, half hour I think or so we begin a sequence that is. What if Jaws but Godzilla? Mm -hmm. What if Jaws but Godzilla? Which I don't think spoils anything necessarily, other than the juicy setup of <laughs> hey, Godzilla. That, that, that is folks. one. <laughs> that is one thing. One thing among various things packed into the whole movie. Mm -hmm. uh, that's not the whole thing. That's not the whole concept. That's just that's just one aspect of the whole thing that they're doing here, and they really did put all of the energy and talent into uh, putting something together that's that's fantastic, including um, a really great central performance by a guy who um, is is not only just a generally well-known Japanese actor, but he's also a like superstar seiyu uh, Japanese animation voice actor uh, really? from Your Name, from oh. Arietti, uh, from Summer Wars. He, like he, he has worked on Miyazaki movies, Mamoru Hosoda movies, uh, Makoto Shinkai movies, 
all of the big uh, anime names, this guy has has been not even not necessarily the lead in them, but he's he has been the lead or hmm. a a major supporting part in a bunch of stuff. Um, and uh, and it's it's great seeing uh, seeing an actor uh, who is that well known in, in their home country uh, getting to uh, getting to get their spotlight. Anything else before we fire off the spoiler horn here that we should mention for people who are hovering, you know, like, should I listen? Should I go see it? What, like, you should go see it. Anything yeah, else we should say? It's really good. It's really good. Um, there's something I want to say. I'm not sure I'm going to say it now or at the end of the the recording. I'm going to say it now. Okay. Um, it's easy to think, oh, this is a Godzilla movie made in Japan. That's why it's like the original Godzilla, not like the American movies where Godzilla just punches King Kong. Um, I just want to say briefly, there are a bunch of Japanese movies where Godzilla just punches another guy in a <laughs> <Yeah>. rubber suit. <laughs> yeah. We didn't invent that. So it's not good because it's Japanese. It's good because it's a really good Japanese movie. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. It's, it's focused on the Japanese-ness of the story and not the, okay, so what are we going to do now? Uh, and how are we going to iterate on the same formula that we've been doing dozens of times? All right, I'm firing off the spoiler horn right now. Um, and go see Godzilla Minus One. But now we're going to talk about it. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Okay. So this movie um, begins at the uh, close to the end, but not the end of World War II. And, and our main character, uh, Shikishima, is a pilot and he lands on Odo Island um and and the mechanic Tachibana is like hey good landing cuz this is a crappy place to land a plane um but then later is like uh so about your kamikaze plane it seems fine which it, it it's said in such a uh, a basic way but but you know as a viewer you're like Oh, right. So he was supposed to fly a suicide mission and he didn't want to. So he landed on Odo Island and told them that he was having mechanical problems, but he obviously isn't. And and so there's this whole, from the get-go, right? It's like, is he a coward? The the war is almost over. Is he smart? Uh, because he's, he's or, or, or is he selfish? Like all of these questions of you're fighting a losing war. Do you sacrifice yourself? It, are you a failure if you if you don't? It's immediately put into question, like the, and and it's very kind of brooding and and questionable. <laughs> and then, 
Godzilla appears in the night and they like turn on the lights. Oh, it's Godzilla. And, uh, and, and begins to destroy everything and kill everyone. And they tell Shikishima, go to your plane and fire off the big gun. At, and at, at this point, yeah. um, it's a small Godzilla yes. on the scale of Godzilla's, but it's a very big Godzilla on the scale of these are human people trying to deal with him. Yeah. And yeah. every Godzilla movie, you're like, how big is Godzilla going to be? You don't know he's going to be bigger when you see him here. This is still plenty big enough to be frightening. Well, you know, the cartoon that we watched when we were kids, I'm assuming something here, but uh, the Godzilla cartoon was like up from the depths, 30 stories high. Was it 30 stories high? Something well, th- like that. This Godzilla is like four stories high, five stories yeah. high. It is a big it's monster. A, but it's not a starter Godzilla. Colossal. It is, uh, yes. But a starter Godzilla is still a Godzilla. It, it, and and terrifying. So they turn on the lights. The Godzilla's there. It's rampaging. He, ru- he runs over and hi- hides and ducks and finally gets in his plane and his hands are shaking and he cannot pull the trigger. And this is Godzilla- what he should feel guilty about the whole movie. He Probably. does feel guilty about not being a kamikaze pilot. He should feel guilty about not shooting. Yeah, although, I think that's very relevant right at the end of the movie, the difference between those two things. I think it's interesting, though, that you could argue, having seen the powerful healing and regenerative powers, there's a moment later in the movie where they where he uses a big gun to shoot Godzilla and it does nothing, where I kind of wanted to be like, see, <laughs> it yeah. wouldn't have mattered. But we don't know. Maybe little Godzilla could have gotten cut in half. I doubt it, but he doesn't pull the trigger at all, and it kills all but Tachibana. All the other guys on the island are, are dead, and Tachibana the next morning is like, you are a coward, and you're the reason everybody died. Yeah, I, I think I think it sells by the end of the movie that even firing that big gun at early stage Godzilla would not really have done much. Um, I mean, the, the question is whether the nuclear explosion is what made Godzilla the Wolverine healing factor monster that right. it is. I think it um, was the, the blue glow, right? That, yeah. Well, that, that's that, like, that's, that's the it's question a, is whether it, whether it would have had to have the healing factor to survive it or whether the big gun would have actually done enough damage. But we don't yeah. know and we never know and the truth is he doesn't try, right? Like he's he he is too afraid. And so he doesn't do it and everybody dies. So in uh, in that way it doesn't matter, right? I, I which I think is one of the fascinating conflicts in this movie is it is about you know, it is about fighting a war that's already going to be over. So why am I sacrificing myself? You know, do I choose to fight this monster or not? What do I blame myself? Later in the movie, you get even more of this too. It's this feeling of, uh, he gets accused when he goes back home of being a coward, which he is, but then there's a leap to being like, if you had done this, then none of these bad things would have happened, which is not true, right? So it's this conflict of like, I didn't do my heroic deed but in the end it wouldn't have mattered anyway i mean you could argue maybe those eight guys would not have died and so that's that is i think legitimate guilt he feels but there's another thing that's hanging over this all which is like like i mean that one of the things the movie really is addressing which is everybody in japan is like what was that all for why did they ask us to fight and suffer like th- that that question is here too for that everybody's asking is like why were we even put in this situation and and for the longest time like it was it was taboo to to question whether like all of the kamikaze sacrifices all of that stuff uh you know what was the point of all of it 
Um, and, and if anything, like that's, that's one of the big turns here is, is the change in, in what, you know, Toho, one of their big studios, uh, could do in, in depicting the way that people felt, uh, in the wake of the war. And it's something that, that was, that was present in Japanese cinema in the years following world war two, but it had to, it had to be, um, coded and disguised because it wasn't something that you openly talked about. And that's incredibly foregrounded Mm. in, in this movie. If anything, it's mostly about that. Yeah. Yeah. You, there's definitely a feeling throughout of, uh, and there's the the moment later on where they're um, putting together the kind of civilian thing, civilian plan to fight Godzilla. That in that in that section, you get this feeling of like our government betrayed us and and hosted disaster upon the whole country, and so many people died. Uh, and 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 like there's a real anger there, and the anger isn't we lost the war. The anger is why did we do that, right? Why did the government do this and ruin our lives? And it's just it's a very interesting. Um, there's a lot of I mean it's it's not it's it's there's ambiguity there, but there's also just a lot of um room for those questions that um it surprised me. Um, so Shikishima wakes up. Uh. He he's back home. Uh, he goes to Tokyo. His neighborhood is basically destroyed. Um, there's a, a neighbor lady uh, who her parents died and her kids died um, and his parents died. Um, and she, and he she she is she is not thrilled to see him. No, she she says. I mean, she she kind of warms up later, but she's like, what? Like I said before, she basically is like, oh, you're a kamikaze who didn't do who didn't do his duty. You're the reason we're in this mess, which is again a bit of a leap. But I get the anger, and it's and she's just feeding into his own guilt that he feels about it. It's not just survivor guilt, right? It's survivor and failing to do his job in the war guilt, and he's it, it's a complete. Like he, he, he views himself as an abject failure and yet somehow he's, he has to live. The, the neighborhood is smashed. They're basically living in rubble. They um, live in rubble for a long time, by the way. Even years, when the inside yeah. of their house gets cleaned up, there's still chunks of concrete right outside their house. Somebody and ripped up that paper screen up. for their front door. And it's like, yeah, there's a time jump of a yeah. couple of years and it's still, they're still basically living in squalor. It's brutal. When it's 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 a version of post-war Japan that you don't didn't see much even even in Japanese cinema because there's a certain amount of shame associated with it of oh right. why didn't all this stuff get cleaned up well uh, the whole country's infrastructure just ceased to exist yeah. Uh, so yeah I Where mean I gonna who, put who, it? <laughs> yeah like sorry the garbage man and his entire family line are dead mm-hmm. um, he's not been around <laughs> and recently. we got lots of garbage now um, and nowhere to put it. Yeah, it's it's so that's interesting. He meets there's a girl who uh, they're like stop thief, uh, and she and she runs away and, and but she leaves this bundle and it's a baby and he's like uh, uh so he waits around a long time and she doesn't come back and so then he's like I guess I, I could leave the baby and he's like no I can't leave the baby I'm gonna take the baby and he walks out and she's hiding behind a wall she's like hey uh what took you so long <laughs> yeah. everyone who sees him is like where did you get that baby and I have to think. 
in this situation, there's a lot of babies being abandoned yeah. and being yeah. picked up by random people. Yeah. And that's what we find out is that the the lady, you know, and the baby come back to his, his uh, the uh, you know, burned out remnants of his family home. And she reveals that she's not the mother of the baby either. The dying mother of the baby said, take care of my baby. And she's like, okay. Um, and so now we've got a very interesting, as you said, Moises, found family. It is two... Um, kind of uh, broken people in this broken world with a baby that they have to take care of. Um, and, and the mean, the, the mean lady who calls him a coward next door finally is sort of like, um, okay, uh, you can have my rice, but it's not for you. It's just for the baby feed, make, make rice gruel for the baby, but not, not for you too near to wells just for the baby. Um, cause even she's like, uh, we got to take care of this, this little baby. Um, and so what a situation to be in. This is a Godzilla movie, by the way, just saying. But there's there, all this is going on. He gets a job. He gets a job. It, gets pay, a, it, it, it pay, pays really well. It pays really I, well. I, I, want, I wonder if there's a reason why it pays really well. Yeah. Well, it turns out he, he he breaks it to her gently, and they're not they're not romantic at this point. Although, again, man, woman, baby, there's I mean, un- they're not really romantic the entire movie. <laughs> no, they're not. But there's an undercurrent there that like should are we are we doing this and all that, but he's he's too consumed with guilt and uh, anyway, um he, so he breaks it to her like, "Well, it is on a on a mine sweeper. We're going to be disarming mines and 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 she has a moment where she's like, Oh God, they're, they're you're just gonna die, and and I think it's really interesting because he's like, it's not a suicide mission, right? Like basically, it's not a kamikaze. I'm not doing that. There's, de- it's a little bit like definitely, it's more likely than not that I won't yeah. die, right? It's like I okay. think this is also where they first remind us that the Japan that Japan could not have a military after World War II, right? Which is why civilians are out doing this, and this is a huge. Part, I mean, part of the theme of this movie is definitely a frustration about not, I mean, right, because they try and try and try to stop Godzilla and they fail. And it's very clearly like part of the theme of this movie is a frustration about not being able to do something right like they're like we 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 can't we're not allowed or or we can't do it because the of the war and 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 so it's a frustrated it's frustrated characters and it's a frustrated country um but they so they have these guys great great joke in there where it's like hey they got a special boat though don't worry about it they got a special boat for the mine sweeping and that's where i'm going to be working it's going to be okay cut to there's this it's, like wood, it, it, old wood boat, all, all wooden fishing trawler, basically. <laughs> it's a beat up old wood boat. But they say the mines are magnetic. We need a wood boat because the magnetic mines don't work on wood, which is hilarious. And and this is where we meet some of our other characters. We got the captain. I love these characters. Like the, these guys, we we get we get you know our our crew of rascals, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like these guys show up, and it it the the whole cast top to bottom are just absolutely brilliant. Um, and as much as I love these guys as the movie progresses, um, I, you know, I, I like to think of them as, you know, my favorite, you know, cool supporting characters, but Akiko, the little girl absolutely devastates yeah, me. Um, true. Uh, but, uh, but, but, but these guys, we've got, we've got like the science genius guy. Yep. yep. Doc, we've got doc, the scientist, we doc got the K- science. Gri- grizzled old wise captain. <laughs> 
uh, and uh, and the 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 young Arpstart crew member who uh, we're not sure what it is he's good at, but he's probably good at something. Well, he he's yeah. Well, he'll figure it out eventually. But he's yeah. the one who also is like, oh man, I was too young to be in the war. I wish the war had lasted longer. At which point, oh. Shikishima is like, oh. no. no. No, you dumb kid. You do not wish the war lasted longer. Uh, great moment, right? Where it's like, and it's figures, right? The young, the young yeah. are like, oh, all the glory and all. Uh, and he's like, no, 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 no. The war was terrible. It's like, do the, not. These, these guys get introduced and, um, you know, it, this is very thoroughly a Godzilla movie, but it's also, uh, you know, an astonishing just film that Godzilla happens to be in. And I don't mean that as a, there wasn't enough Godzilla in this, but, but this is, this is a full on like bottom to top, like cast of, of heavy hitter uh, actor types that, uh, that, that really know what they're doing. That like the, the, the on the ground people side of this, I think the reason it sticks out to me yes. so much as relative other Godzilla movies is that usually it's, Oh, there's the one cute kid and there's yeah. the one science guy or uh-huh. the, there, there, there are a couple of people that in theory you could sort of kind of pay attention to or, or care about. And, and in some ways Shin Godzilla did a version of that. And it, you know, it was a Godzilla movie from the guy who created Evangelion. Um, so it was really much more about the meta stuff, but this one is, is really about, like the the story of these people um where like we meet this team and it's like we meet the other guys in Stalag 17 um it, it's about the drama i would watch a whole movie of adventures of the wooden mine sweeping crew right like they're interesting and damaged characters and th- what they do is interesting with the whole you know they have to clip the mines and then they shoot the mines to blow them up or occasionally depending on the mine they load it up on the back of the boat to use it later or destroy it later i don't know uh, or feed to godzilla which is what happens uh yeah they're 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 really all interesting and yeah some of i mean they're all kind of types right it's the it's the it's the the feisty kid and it's the science doc and and it's the crusty captain but they've got their they got some interesting moments and some interesting quirks i i i enjoyed um i enjoyed all of them so they they uh they go out so uh yeah quint quint and hooper and uh uh they're mind they're mind sweeping they're out there and godzilla shows up Uh oh Oh, no and if you're shishima you got to be like this guy why why me why me but but that that's the one of the but things. Why does this guy have to keep showing up to my work? One of the things that's great about Godzilla and these monsters, and and that that is that they're not only metaphors and for lots of things, but they're also they are what they are, which is like a force of nature. Godzilla is like a hurricane or an earthquake or anything like that. Godzilla is so powerful that you can't, you know, you there's nothing you can do, and it just happens. And you can say, why? Why did it happen to me? And the answer is, look, man, Godzilla happens. It just happens. And well, it happened to so you. Why is he so mad at Japan specifically? Why doesn't he go yeah. be mad at the United States? They dropped the bomb. It's not that's fair. Where, that's where he lives. He Nobody lives. gave him a map and a, yeah. and a list of all the crimes of the United States. Godzilla doesn't speak English. He's over Monty. there on that's Odo the Island, under Odo Island, uh, doing his doing his thing. I guess he go, gets over to Bikini Atoll from time to time. But anyway, yeah. so they they do a 
Godzilla is causing damage and they throw mines mines in and they reel them out, which is a really nice bit where they're like dropping the mine and then reeling it out and then and it, then shooting it's, it's it with a big gun. It, it's just Jaws. It really is. They, they just go, you know what? <laughs> let's change, press edge. Him. Let's, yeah. let's press edge this uh this tactic from a Steven Spielberg movie that won't yeah. come out for 30 years. Yeah, no, it's it's I mean he, he, the director has said that he was very influenced by Spielberg, among others. Um and you can you can see it here. Um, but they're like, oh, but it's okay. We call for help. The, 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 the cruiser they've taken there. So the UN is allowing them to take some of the Japanese, uh, fleet out of mothballs and use it, uh, in for fighting Godzilla basically, but they had to get permission. So like, yay, the cruiser is coming and it is destroyed by Godzilla. Yeah. So at this point, yeah. Godzilla is much larger than he was before. So much larger. This is, this is a colossal sized Godzilla. Yeah. Surely, surely we can, we can send some massive battle carriers at this thing. Surely, uh, this giant force of nature can just be met with, more force because we yeah. realized that that was the solution to all the problems yeah. of World War II. It's like nuking a hurricane. It just it just works. <laughs> so what happens is also there's a cool thing now where Godzilla has the thing where this this kind of blue lightning starts at his tail and goes up his spine, and when it reaches his head, he opens his mouth and a giant uh, he, nuclear heat beam comes out and causes like uh, a mushroom cloud basically and destroys. Uh, in this case, the 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 heavy cruiser. Um, later, he destroys oh big parts of Tokyo among other things with the same thing. Um, so Godzilla is leveled up as well, has some new tricks. It's pretty horrifying. But guess what? Shikishima lives again, lives to fight another day and meet Godzilla <laughs> more times and feel guilty about surviving a little bit more. Um, goes yeah, home the, and 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 talks to uh talks to norco the 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 surrogate mother of this baby the, the not mom <laughs> the not mom not wife not mom about um about seeing godzilla and you know some of his guilt uh because and and that's you know it, it that's some of the important stuff in the movie right because he is he is tormented by his story and has mostly kept it to himself but allows some of it to come out he has a dream at one point where he is uh is attacked by Godzilla like he's back on the beach on Odo Island. Boy, is this guy tormented. He, yeah. he really and is. He, he 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 so permanently has a bandage wrapped around his head that yeah, from various, at the point yeah. at the point that he doesn't have it around his head, I'm like, oh, oh who's that guy? Oh, oh, that's yeah, no, I, I was always like, I'm oh no, he's to gonna he's gonna get hurt again. <laughs> yeah. It's time Poor for guy. time for a new bandage. So now Norco is taking a job in Ginza where things are are starting they're they're starting to piece together after these yeah, two years where they've been living in rubble. <laughs> uh they they he improves the house. Uh, so it's better. It's still, the neighborhood's still kind of a mess, but it's, it's getting a little bit better and she's got a job. Um, and the, the, the lady who was super angry and suspicious at the beginning of the movie is now basically like the aunt who is going to take care of, of the, the young child when, when, uh, he's gone doing his mind sweeping and she's doing, working in the Ginza. So that's great. Except you know, what's going to come, which is, oh, Godzilla has decided to attack again. And this time he's going to walk through Tokyo yeah. and attack the Ginza. Godzilla Godzilla wanted to go buy a few, you know, reasonably priced gifts for friends. Yeah. And so uh, where else to go but Ginza? Yeah. He needs a new plasma TV. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and so we get a, an extended 
a very dramatic um, scene here where Godzilla is doing, and I love this. So I, I know we did a Cloverfield episode and I really like Cloverfield because it, you know, again, it's not just about the monster, but Cloverfield is also very much a post uh, 9-11 movie where uh, urban destruction was really close in the minds of people. And one of the things I really like about Godzilla Minus One as well is this is not, I would say, sort of superhero level city destruction. It feels much more visceral to me. Like he Godzilla is just shattering buildings and whipping his tail and and just flicking his tail and destroying buildings everywhere in the in the in the Ginza. It's, He's doing it on purpose. Yes, it's it's yeah. brutal, and he is just being deeply destructive. But we also get here uh, a great scene where Norco is riding. She's commuting into town on on the train, and the guys are train. driving the Godzilla train. Godzilla loves trains. Have Godzilla rampage. God, he loves God, those things. He, Godzilla he, wakes up and goes, "You know what? I could I could have any number of different things to eat, but what I could crunchy, really crunchy go for is some train." Car. Oh uh, yeah, you know. So, he, but a train car that displeased him, so he chucked it, and it lands <laughs> on the tracks right in front of her train, so they have to stop. But, of course, Godzilla's like, oh, boy, throw one. It's like bait. Throw one train out. Get a whole a little car. Get a whole train. And so he picks it up. He chomps on it. She's holding on. She drops into the water. Uh, when she's over the water, she drops out of the uh, half-ripped-apart train car in order to survive. Um Shikishima run, you know, gets to Ginza because he's trying to get her because he's worried that she's going to get killed by Godzilla. Um, and he finds her um, and her hair is still wet. Her clothes seem dry, but like, go with it. Eh. <laughs> Whatever. Um, and but Godzilla is being attacked and and attacking. And there's a moment where Godzilla charges up, blasts out his 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 nuclear heat ray Um enormous fireball and explosion. This is a very much a reminiscent of a nuclear blast kind of thing that's happening here. And she pushes Shikishima into an alley right before she is blown away by the shockwave uh, in a very visceral scene where all the people and debris are blown way back by the shockwave. And then when the shockwave is done and there's the vacuum in the center, everything blows the other way for double damage, essentially. And he go comes out of the alleyway and can't find her everywhere. And there's nobody around. And basically this whole portion of Tokyo has been completely leveled. It is and brutal. For, for, for the sake of impact, what makes this land so heavily and so much better uh, for me i mean I, I tried searching my memory and thinking of of a uh, of of a you know giant monster attacking a city thing that that landed as profoundly with me as this did and i think it was that we saw destroyed tokyo and then we saw rebuilt tokyo yeah, yeah. and then godzilla took us back to destroyed this is, tokyo this is the and part they fixed just really hurt yeah like it felt like I knew this city in ways that I've never been to Japan. I don't know Tokyo uh, as many times as I've seen it in as many movies, as many times as I've seen Godzilla step on it. Right. I have but never. Literally, we spent two years fixing like this thing up, but we got it fixed. And Godzilla's like, nah, just I destroyed it again. Like, come on, man. Oh, come Godzilla's on. Godzilla's mad. He is. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Uh, well, I mean, we, we shouldn't we shouldn't uh, step past what what we're meant to think is the death of Noriko. Yes, yeah. This think, is the point. This I think is very so, effective that she's very, gone. Very effective. I mean, for me, it was the, oh, wow, what a loss. But at the same time, I went, they had to fridge the lady. They had to fridge the not wife, not mom. Mm. What? No, 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 no. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. It's possible that she survived as improbably as they set it up. Um, but, but to an extent, I don't see how she survived that. I'm just no. going to say that right yeah, now. That, that's, no. that's, that's the thing is, is I went, it would be such a cop out for them to bring her back because it seems almost impossible. Yes. Actually, no, it is beyond impossible yes. that, that she survived that. There's no way. Um, but when they and, bring her back, he could really use a break at that point. Yeah, yeah. Mind it. <laughs> yeah that, that's why I forgave it. I was like, you know what? Ordinarily, no. But this guy's that's, been through a lot. He's the, been through literally everything three times. Give I'm going to give one. him this one. Give him this one. Exactly right. So a plan is put into place. The um, the uh, civilians are going to do a plan. And guess who? Guess what? KG scientist has decided to just gin up a little plan for how you could beat Godzilla. It's the doc from the boat. Sure. He's got, he's got a big idea. I mean, he is playing the role of scientist in Godzilla movie. It is his job to come up with a plan to kill Godzilla. That is the bit. That is the, it doesn't the, matter if it's a remit. good plan or not. No, it probably isn't the first and, three plans always fail, but it, we need a plan. And, and, this and, movie, his, and his name is not Dr. Sarazawa, but he is the designated Sarazawa of this movie yeah, so he is the guy who's going to give us our science solution i really like so he's like okay we can't we saw him regenerate that's not going to work so what we're going to do and it's very clever he's like we're gonna we're gonna do um bubbles around him the bubbles mean he loses his buoyancy he's gonna we're gonna do this over a trench we're gonna weigh it down in the trench the pressure's gonna crush him i like and, this plan so far yeah and they're like okay and he's got like a little demo where there's like a little model Godzilla and there are bubbles around it and he falls to the bottom and like, aha. And everybody, and then in, in a, I think what says a lot about understanding humanity and the dynamics of humanity, the people in the audience are like, so is this, can you guarantee that this will work? And the scientist is like, well, I mean, I can't guarantee it. It's worth a shot. Like the pressure's really bad. It's going to crush him. Nor normal animals would get completely crushed if they're sent to the from the top to the bottom in that small amount of time and they're like so he's gonna die right and he's like look i make no guarantees which one it feels like he's seen godzilla movies he knows that the first plan doesn't work but two um i just enjoy that people want reassurance and he's like i have no reassurance for you we're just trying something here and he's like no 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 i got plan b i've got the guy from the inflatable raft company <laughs> this is a dumb part of the plan <laughs> oh so dumb Look, look, when when oh. when your antecedent in the original movie is the oxygen destroyer, 
I I was like, let's hear what the inflatable guy has to say. So the I idea mean, is that we sink him to the bottom. Now he's stuck on the bottom, right? In all that pressure. If he wants to get Tokyo, he's gonna have to walk all that way. Then what do we do? We float him back up to the top right away. Well, I think that's the, the I, part I think is a bad part. So we give it, him the bends, real bad. Yeah, well bends. that's what it, that's what it is. So first off, I really enjoy the fact that the inflatable company they have their own little uniform, and it's like the the guy, the CEO, and like five guys who work for him, and they're all there in their little blue policemen's uniforms, being like ah we're gonna do this it's gonna be great monty i think the premise is that because they say well he lives down there why would this kill him and they're like it's the pressure difference that kills him the the fast drop the idea that once he's down there if he's still alive um he's gonna be fine because he actually is from down there so they're like but then we yank him back to the surface and now he's got the bends so he's he's been crushed by the pressure now he's gonna be given the bends it's gonna be really bad for him also at several points people are like hey hey can you assure us this one will work and the doc's like no i can't i kept wanting him to say guys we've never seen godzilla before We know nothing about his biology. We're just guessing based on other animals. We don't, and none of them have a heat ray. So we don't know how this works. We're just trying, but I do love, and this reminds me of the COVID era. People like, Hey scientists, can you give us certainty? And the scientists are like, Mm -hmm. no, no. (laughs) Well, here's, here's my problem with the plan is that he's not down at the bottom for long enough. Right. I watched this scientific documentary called Indiana Jones and the dial of destiny. Yes. And they said (laughs) that if you die, you can go deep and just stay there for 15 minutes and come right back up and you don't get the bends at all oh interesting interesting oh. well maybe they should time it a little bit better you're right but anyway it's they got a, they got a solid plan a they got a solid plan b but uh, shikishima would like a plan c so he volunteers and they find they find this cool plane that was you just, just a, watch i'm gonna be a kamikaze after all yeah so they find this I'll cool show plane. them they find this cool plane uh, that is, uh, that was never put into service because the war ended and he's legit what, a cool plane though. Yeah, like, it is. That's and, the he, thing. and he says, look, what I'm going to do is I'm going to fly the plane cause I want a chance to be a hero cause I, I failed in my mission in the war. Um, and I'm going to shoot at Godzilla and I'm going to lead him to the, to the thing. Like, okay, great. Um, and, and it must be Tachibana who fixes this plane, which is very funny because he can't find him anywhere. And there's that scene where he goes to the, the records and they're like, we can't find him. And he, I'm begging you. And the guy's like, well, I don't know what to tell you, man. I, I looked and I, oh, I here, here, let me check on my computer. We, we, What's uh, a computer? I don't know. I just made it up. I can't, I the can't begging find was him. So Japanese, by the way, I love mm-hmm. that. That yeah. yeah. It, it's really good. It is funny though. Cause it's like Godzilla at this point, Godzilla is has been spotted. He is headed for Tokyo. He will be there in less than a week. And, uh, and they're like, well, th- we got to have this plane. And he's like, I must have the, 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 the one mechanic who knows my shame. And they're like, we can't find him. And he's like, no, no other mechanic will do. It's like guy, we really need to work on that plane now. We can't wait for your mechanic to come, but it's fine. It's a movie. The mechanic does come. He sends letters to every everybody who is where he was stationed before he went to the island, and they do get to him. And he comes to the guy, comes to Shikishima's house, and punches him and ties him up. And he's like, "What? You you liar! You said that it was my fault." And he's like, "Yeah, I just said that to get you here. I need you to fix a plane for me." <laughs> it worked. It, it totally did work, although, you know, and he gets beat up, which he doesn't mind. You he feels son of a guilty. gun, I'm in. So yep. they show him the plane and Shikishima is like, I mean, Shikishima comes back with his guys and they look at the plane. And they're like, yeah, we can fix the plane. But Shikishima's idea uh, that Tachibana is going to put into service is, I don't just want the guns. I want big bombs because he says, 
I saw what happened when we blew up inside Godzilla, like in his mouth, and that hurt him. So if we do a big enough bomb down his throat, I think we can get them. So that's essentially his plan C. But also part of that is I get to die an honorable death doing a kamikaze run on Godzilla since I failed to do that because I was cowardly during the war. Um, And this brings us to an interesting point because as they're showing him the plane before this all goes on, um, they show him the plane, they show him the seat that has a prominent warning label on the back of the seat in German. And I'm like, oh, that's an ejector seat. Yes, it is. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and the movie's like... They uh, zoom in on the <clears throat> the thing you yeah. pull in. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, oh, well, here's how you arm the bomb. And then they pull away and they show them talking briefly and they cut away. And I'm like, well, yeah, he just told him how to get out in the ejector seat. And the movie wants us to believe that he's going to kill himself. And I thought, you know what? I love this movie, but I think it would have been more effective if Tachibana said, look there's an ejector seat. Here's how you use it. And have yeah. Shikishima be like resistant. Like, no, 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 you don't understand. And he's like, listen here and in a flashback later when this is revealed, big reveal, it's an ejector seat. He, he, he says you should live. Don't kill yourself. That's stupid. Yeah. I wish it had been more, not a surprise, but like the question is, will he pull the lever or not? Instead of what? There was an ejector seat all along. Cause that part, I'm C- like, no, completely no, it's, agree. it's really yeah, clear. <laughs> completely agree like that's that's where the actual tension would have been yeah because then the arc of you we're not mad at you for not kamikaze yourself we're mad at you for not shooting comes really clean if he has a moment in the cockpit where he's like i could fly in and kill him or i could do this i choose to do this now right but i think his plan always was to eject once they put the ejector seat in Sure. Yeah. Sure. I just, I wish, I, I, I felt like there would have been better tension in the movie if it, it didn't try to pretend that we didn't know there was an ejector seat and instead sort of left it as unclear whether Shikishima would choose. Yeah. I mean, of course he's going to eject, they, but like, they, they I like the idea the- of, of thinking like this guy who's been miserable for the whole movie of like, okay, here's your glorious kamikaze moment. Is that what you really want? Right. But that they don't really talk about that. But they even foreshadowed it before Tachibana um, because that general said, we're not going to have kamikaze pilots anymore. We're putting yeah. ejector seats in our planes. In a look straight at the camera and yeah. winks. It, it, that is, by the way, that is a great moment that talk about a repudiation of Imperial Japan and, and showing all the people who are like feel betrayed. They're like this government had no value on our lives, on our lives, not general human lives, like our lives. They didn't care if we died. In all of these things that they did, the va- they considered our lives valueless. And we're not going to do it like that anymore. I mean, damn. <laughs> that's like... Yeah. Whoo! Wow. Um, and that's and so that and that's the pep talk before they go out and fight Godzilla is like they're like you're asking us to sacrifice ourselves and the, and they're like no we are not asking you to sacrifice yourselves we want everyone to come back from this that's not what we're doing here that's what it's quite a scene yeah yeah oh, yeah building man. building the the value of look we are the ones who survived the war and the Japan that will exist for generations to come relies on all of us actually rebuilding the country because yeah. it's not done yet. 
And as much as we did, look at how quickly it got undone. And that's what um, they say to the kid, too. He, he wants to yeah. come and they're like, and, and his, his arm is, you know, is broken or whatever from the last mission. And they're like, kid, no, stupid. The future belongs to you. We're doing this for you. And it, it is a beautiful moment because it's really them saying, you don't don't put yourself in danger here. We're going to go do this so that you can live in the world that we're going to help create by beating Godzilla, right? Like, come on, snap out of it. It's nice. I like it. Um, yeah, I, yeah. And 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 then we 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 go into like the multi-tiered battle sequence yeah. mm-hmm. that that is like two different battles of Hoth happening simultaneously. Yeah. So we ha- we have the the um so Godzilla's coming. It's a very funny moment too, where where they're like Godzilla's in the harbor. Uh, this is unexpected. Everybody get to their boats, and the guys are at their boat, and they're all looking around, talking to each other. And they're like, everybody get to their boats, and they're looking around, talking to each other. It's like guys, they mean you. Get in your boats, guys. So they get in the boats, and they're gonna do their plan. So, but but Godzilla's too far in now. So Shikishima he launches in his pl- super fast, cool, awesome plane, and is zipping around Godzilla, making a man and shooting him. And Godzilla's like trying to grab him, and he's zipping around like he's like a mosquito that Godzilla just can't get. The plane is built backwards. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. It's got the the big uh, propeller in the back. Yeah. Um, Look, you know, that's that's just cool. how T-wings are built. It's cool. Right. So, uh so he lures Godzilla back out into the water to this trench. Um I think it's also hilarious that although they're in very deep water, God- Godzilla frequently looks like he's just standing in a wading pool. I guess he's it's like the proverbial duck, right? He's he's doing a lot of work under the surface to tread water. And he can do yeah, that. How does he swim exactly? He is not built to be in water, but he lives in the water. He may have some buoyancy or he's just really good at paddle, dog paddling or, you know, kicking under the surface. I don't know. But they're, they're like, he's out in the deep trench there, but it looks like he's standing in, in uh, 10 feet of water. Um, anyway, he d- gets lured by Shikishima out into the water. And then it's like, oh, uh, the doc is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. My, uh, my Freon gas canister plan. So they do this thing where they, they're dropping out the gas canisters and the two boats kind of like come in a circle. And there's a moment where they, I, it felt kind of pointless and gratuitous, but it was awesome where the two boats come together and they're like, there will be some damage as the <laughs> two boats rub against each other and then cross. And the idea is they're like lassoing, these uh this strand of wire with the uh, of cables with the with the uh it's got the freon gas canisters and it's got the the inflatables and uh they're gonna lasso them around godzilla and then the bubbles come out and he drops to the floor so they do all this and there's damage and they had though there's the dummy ships that he heat rays but it's like but there's nobody even there there's just there's like the the ropes tied on the on the steering wheel and it's like uh just to get him because then he has to recharge um and they and they the bubbles come out and he drops like a rock. It and, worked and, perfectly. And they're like, oh, a thousand meters, twelve hundred meters, eighteen hundred meters. Ah, we did it. Uh, and then there's the whole like, oh no, oh no, he's he's uh, he's still not dead. So they're like, inflate the things, and they're gonna bring him back up. And the inflatable things work, and he comes back up, but he gets stuck like eight hundred meters down. And so we get our we get our uh, in what is a silly moment. All of the tugboats come and pull the two boats apart in order to raise Godzilla to the surface, including the kid. Hey, the hey, kid is leading the it wasn't fleet. silly when they did it in Dunkirk. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what's going oh, wait, on But here, that was sure. based on something that actually so happened. Actually happened, yeah. So it's, it's cool. a little bit silly, the kid, but, did, the kid yeah. gets to be in the fight but, like he wanted to. He does. It's yeah. fun. 
He does. He, he so the tugboat, yeah. the, the hey, humble. Yeah, Jason, why don't you yeah. just let the kid fight? No, huh? he shouldn't. He should stay back home and and plan for the the tw- the the twenty first century. Uh, what twenty first century? If he doesn't get there, there's no be no twenty first century. Jason, exactly. right. Godzilla will eat the twenty first century. So, uh, <laughs> so they they pull the the tugboats pull the things apart. Godzilla comes up. Godzilla is very angry and is going to uh, charge up his heat ray and blow everybody up. But Shikishima has been circling in his plane. This is his moment. And we're like, oh no, he's going to kill himself, except it's very obvious that he's going to eject. And he does the thing where he comes around and he arms the bomb. He pulls the lever. Uh, It goes, the plane goes into Godzilla's mouth. There's a big bang. Godzilla's, it looks like his head is blown off, basically. Um, And, and they're like, oh, Shikishima, no. And then they're like, oh, parachute. And he's, he's actually okay. Uh, Except he's very close to Godzilla whose body is breaking apart and the the laser death beam rays are radiating out in all directions. Fortunately, none of the It looks so cool. It does. I was a little worried that Shikishima was just going to get vaporized in one of the little rays that comes out. But yeah, it, as yeah. Godzilla kind of crumbles away and depowers and falls to the the ocean floor and, and it's victory. Uh, like it's it's a it's a destruction of the giant monster thing that is akin to you know like beating the last boss in some big epic video game or something but it totally works it, i mean it feels it feels earned it feels like a triumph yeah. it's like a death star um, run it's really yeah. well done yeah. yeah it the it's just so satisfying what happens you're like yes he did it he shot and he killed it it's it's really good it's mm-hmm. very, very satisfying. It, it is. It is. The only the only part of it is like, they're like, oh, but we fooled you. You thought that he died, but no. And I'm like, guys, you didn't fool me We, we didn't very, think he died. It's very, it's very clear that he, he ejected, but it's okay. All right, fine. I'll give you that. Oh, I thought you meant Godzilla. I didn't think Godzilla oh, died. Oh, well, Godzilla, I mean, I mean, it doesn't matter, but yeah, of course Godzilla not. Godzilla did not eject. So Godzilla also did not eject. Uh, wouldn't that have been something? So, uh, hooray. Then things get weird because... We had a cutaway where the the uh, Sumiko, the auntie, who's taking care of Akiko, the the kid, the little kid, gets a telegram, and we don't see what it is, and then this whole fight happens. You're like, oh boy, that telegram. <laughs> the telegram's from Godzilla. I am the girl's real father. I'm co- I'm coming. I just wanted to warn you that I'm coming. Damn it, I'm Godzilla. coming for my kid, Shikishima. I always see you, so I hope you're there. So, uh, no, the telegram is. We're going to have the mega happy ending of Godzilla minus one because Noriko somehow didn't die and is in a hospital and you can, like, I don't know how she didn't die, but then she seemed to be there for a while, but maybe she was unconscious and they didn't know who she was because she was one of the many, many, many victims of the Ginza that day. But regardless, uh, she's got like a bandage over her eye and she's like, her arm is in a thing. Like she's obviously very damaged. but she's and there's a thing on her neck. There's like and, a thing on her neck. And there's like a dark thing on her neck that is not explained. And it's like, I guess it's bad. And I've, I read an article where they talked to the director about it. And he said, well, I gave you the mega happy ending, but I wanted it to be like, or is she right? Like, or, or, or is there, you know, she's, she's back, but it's not that she's not damaged. And I've seen lots of theories on the internet that are like, oh, it means that she's got radiation poisoning or she's got a Godzilla something or other and it's like or it's just the movie saying it's not as easy as 
as it maybe seems it is. It's it's a little bit bittersweet what happens here. But it is, again, as we said earlier, um, given how brutal that explosion was, it does sort of strain credulity that she's alive. But, you know, give it to him. Shikishima's kind of earned it. And then the last shot of the movie is a piece of Godzilla's body that exploded and was there is falling in the ocean and it begins to bubble as if regenerating. Dun, dun, dun. Godzilla will return in, or, you know, another movie at some Godzilla point. Godzilla minus two. Minus two. And that is uh, Godzilla minus one, a movie that I, I went in knowing nothing about it other than that it was good and that it had lots of sort of feelings and things in it. And... The first part of the movie, I'm like, wow, like, what if you made a Godzilla movie where Godzilla's barely in it? The second half of the movie, Godzilla's in it a lot. Like, it, it is, this is absolutely a Godzilla movie. The beauty of it, though, is that it is also a movie about characters, and there are fun characters, but there's also tormented characters who are dealing with real guilt, um, and, and Shikishima is... Is, feels enormous guilt about his actions during the war, but also you have all the people in Japan who feel betrayed and their their whole country was destroyed and they felt like they weren't valued by their government. There's a real, you get that real sense of the government betrayed us in doing in doing this war and the, the way they did the war and the fact that there were kamikazes. Like this is devaluing life. And so there's that real anger there. And then there's this feeling of powerlessness that before Godzilla, all of us are powerless. He is a force of nature, but also their feeling of like having their their navy taken away from them, so they can't even defend themselves. And how do you, and that's obviously frustrating. Like all of that stuff is in here. It, it is a movie that manages to be a a real impressive, good uh, Godzilla movie while also having all of those other things. I think it's a pretty pretty neat trick to to be again not the merchant ivory movie where godzilla's seen in the on the horizon occasionally but like a real godzilla movie with real human beings and feelings I, I, and stuff your, your your constant return to merchant ivory godzilla movie makes me think that there's a spec script on jason's hard oh, yeah. drive somewhere yeah and that's been there for a long time uh, it's the godzilla patient <laughs> I, if you had told me, uh, going into 2023, the two of the most deeply introspective and richly layered movie experiences I would have that year were a Barbie movie and a Godzilla movie. Mm. I don't know that I would have believed you. Yeah. What is the one that Godzilla is minus? Explain the title to me. So uh, uh, th- there were like rumors that that the script was somehow like partially inspired by a by a book called Minus Zero, um, and I don't know. It, it it comes off to me like you know why why did all of um, all of the uh, the uh, Hideaki Anno movies why did it have to be Shin Godzilla Shin Ultraman Shin Common Rider? Um, sometimes Brandon. sometimes the uh, titles just evoke something and don't yeah. actually mean something. I, I, I have think. two, I have two theories, but they're just BS theories that I made up, but I'll share them now because it's a podcast, right? And Monty, you asked Yeah, I did. one, one is that this is a reset of telling a Godzilla story and it starts before the beginning. And so you're going back, not just to zero, but to minus one and saying like, there's like an original sin here, which is during the war. And there's that, ori- that original smaller Godzilla and, and what happens with Shikishima. 
um, so that the minus one is sort of like it's before it's even before it starts. This, that's where the movie begins. It's it's more than just a reset. It's like a pre reset. My other thought is it's like um, it's like a music minus one thing, which I went into it thinking where it's like almost like the premise is let's make a good movie. What if we made a great Godzilla movie without Godzilla, essentially? And that that's not what it is, but that there's something like that, which is it's about the spaces around Godzilla, like. Because, you know, Music Minus One, where it's like you take the drum track away from a song and then you can play along on the drums. Um, I I was thinking that that might be one of the things they're going for here is the idea that this is let's make a movie that stands on its own as a movie about people. If if you remove Godzilla from it, you've got a, a real human drama and then we put Godzilla in it and he's banging around. I don't know. Those are my B.S title i like the first one instead of godzilla one or godzilla zero it's godzilla minus minus one one. yeah right like Um, it's before the before i want to quickly shout out the budget for this movie which was 15 million (sighs) dollars one five it looks really good it looks so good there are movies that came out the year that made that cost 200 million dollars to make that don't look as good as this movie it is astonishing what they did the godzilla in it too it looks like I mean, like I saw somebody wrote like it was the he's got that kind of cat face from the 70s Godzilla. And it was like, that's my knowledge of Godzilla is like when I saw this Godzilla, I mean, he's really scaly and stuff. And 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 when he swims, you get the little spikes up and it is very Jaws like. But when you see his face, I'm like, hey, it's Godzilla, right? Like it is. It, and and he doesn't feel I mean, it's not a all CGI reinvention of Godzilla. It is. It feels it doesn't feel cheesy, I would say, but like they didn't spend a lot of money on it, but it looks good and he's super scary and menacing. And the rest of the movie looks great, too. Right. Like the the, the just the way that like the, all the scenes of Tokyo being devastated and people living in the squalor, that stuff looks great. The stuff on the island looks great. Like it look, it, it's just a it, yeah, you don't. I mean, yeah, it is amazing that it costs what it costs because it looks great. It it sells the devastation. It you know the loads and loads of visual effects, um, in no way come off like the you know rushed Marvel post production kind of look. Yeah. It's in the Bake Off. I think by the way, yeah, it's, like, in, it's in the Bake Off for the Academy Awards, which is a, be. A, along with a lot of movies that cost a lot of money. Yeah. and that tells you something because what gets sele- I I believe if our friend Todd were here, he could tell us. But I believe what gets selected for the Bake Off. I mean. It's that is an award of itself because you made the cut to be considered for an Academy Award nomination. And it's like that. This, these are not cheesy effects. These are effects that that are to be taken seriously. It's it's really remarkable. Uh, Fukui-san. Uh, I dozo. Uh, so, uh, while, uh, you were, uh, both talking about, uh, how much they did with, uh, so little money, I, I looked things up and, uh, and so the title apparently is in reference to the country having been devastated by world war two and Godzilla as a new threat, uh, bringing the country into, uh, into, into the minus they were brought to zero by the uh, war yeah. and Godzilla brought them lower than zero, lower than zero. That's a good oh, one. Oh, I love it. That's a good one yeah. too. That's that's a, that's that's good. I mean, no, that that goes to that visceral thing that we talked Kitchen about Stadium. earlier, where uh, 
where it's like, <laughs> we've lived for two years in squalor, but at least the Ginza's coming along. Godzilla shows up in the Ginza and completely destroys it. Like, come on, man. Well, at least we got that really nice mall. Oh, oh the mall no longer exists. No. I, li- I enjoy the scene where the um, guy is doing the play-by-play uh, for the radio from the rooftop. And 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 he's just, Godzilla's destroying all the buildings around him. And he seems unfazed. And he's like, oh. Oh, he's destroyed another building. He's destroyed another building. He's coming this way. He's going right past us. And I'm like, dude, you're on a building. And then Godzilla just smashes that building and, and they fall. And the whole side of the building falls down to the street. And I'm like, oh, I, uh, <laughs> was, that was actually very enjoyable. Like you, you are, you know, you guys are in the carnage, right? And they're like, not even thinking about it. It's, there's a lot of really nice details in this movie. Yeah. They, they really do a good job of the tone where when you see Godzilla smashing Tokyo, you are simultaneously thinking, oh no, not Tokyo. Godzilla, how could you? But you're also thinking, yeah, get him, Godzilla. Smash that thing. Yeah, seriously. I I, I mean, I feel like that's always the thing with these movies, right? Is the destruction is a spectacle. If look, if the destruction was repulsive, they wouldn't do it. The destruction is a spectacle that's interesting. And then also you can hold in your heart the same thing, which is this is a horrible thing being visited on people whose country has already been smashed. And now a monster is there. And yeah. it's it's not just them. I mean, when we talk a lot about Godzilla being, you know, metaphorical for the smashing of Japan in World War II and the and the nuclear bombings. And and here it's like, oh, that already happened. He's just gonna he's just gonna do it again. <laughs> it's like, oh, and, and 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 yeah, it's it's just it's so well done, and you really feel it. But it is yeah. it is also the spectacle of like that flick of the. T- I, I just love it when he flicks the tail. There's a moment where, in one of his appearances, is it on the on the island? He finally has a moment where in this little Godzilla, where he finally just like flicks his tail. And the the one building on the island is just bloop gone. I'm like, dang. Yeah, just don't mess it's, with Godzilla. And and I mean to be clear, it's not like, oh good, the suffering of people. Uh, I'm so no. happy that people are suffering. No, you it's, see the horror of it. That's part of yeah, it. Yeah, it, it's it's that it's that what is being depicted is really selling the amount of loss and the motivation of the characters yeah. and and why this this like minus plus plus max uh, devastation of uh, of Ginza um, and ships and everything, considering everything that Japan's gone through. Um, that in in no way are you are you looking at Godzilla going, oh poor no, guy. No, so he just it just needs a little island to hang no, out on. This is this is not a friendly Godzilla with his uh, nephew Godzuki who is going to help a, a bunch of people on the Greenpeace Explorer. That is not this Godzilla. He's a force of nature and he's destructive, and it's good that they kill him at the end. You know, except not, but they do mostly. But yeah, asterisk. Uh, it is. I hate. I'm going to take you back, Moises. You were there. The Man of Steel episode, like ah uh, yes, I, I hate, <laughs> I hate movies that show things like urban destruction, like it's just fun with no impact, no impact. Yeah, it's like, like oh, this is fun, and and you know, did people die? Probably, but who cares? Whatever, it's fun, and and at no point during the spectacle of Godzilla destroying Ginza, do I feel like it's not horrible, right? Like. Yeah. It is horrible that it's happening. It is spectacular and it's just a movie. So it's okay. But like the whole point is that it's horrible. <laughs> like, that, that, it's not, it's not fun 
It's not a fun romp where he destroys a bunch of buildings. It's a, it's a natural disaster, essentially. Um, it's a natural it, disaster that's coming back next week. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's I've always felt like the kaiju movies are like disaster movies. Like, and that's why I like Cloverfield is it's essentially a, a disaster movie. So the disaster yeah. is a giant monster, but in the end, it's about testing people by putting them in adversity because some terrible disaster happened. And how do you get out of it? Um, if you can, if you can survive it, because that's all you can do. You're powerless. Like the people in this, you're, you're kind you feel powerless to do anything other than try to survive, which is of course goes back to the core of Shikishima's guilt because all he yeah. did was try to not get killed, but that means he's a coward. Yeah, that that Man of Steel episode uh, during during which Jason uh, reminding me to actually think about the movie made me hate it more and more progressively. Uh, where you know I started, I go, yeah, you know, it was a movie, whatever. It was a theme park ride. Um, what what bothered me the most about it, and continues to bother me about movies that have mass destruction as a plot point, is stuff like Man of Steel that makes it feel like the city that you're seeing devastated. You know, it, it's a it's a video game town. People don't live here. Yeah. Humans don't live here. It doesn't matter. This is and, yeah. And, who, who cares? And, and Tokyo in this movie, a character, a ab- character as much as Godzilla. Absolutely, people live there, and absolutely, this destruction is awful and setting the country back when it's just trying to dig out of the destruction of the war. And so, like, yeah, it's 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 amazing stuff. It, it's really fun on one level as a movie spectacle but like not for a moment do you not re you know know that this is horrible urban destruction like it it, and the movie like it's just so well done i mean i know i've said that a bunch of times now but it's just so well done of being um a godzilla movie where you're like yeah yeah there's a big monster he runs around he blows stuff up yeah that absolutely happens and also being a movie that is about adults having complex feelings and uh, guilt and stress and feelings of betrayal and abandonment and like what a what a, a special gift it is to have all that wrapped up in one movie. I say, plus what plus an what an atomic up. breath of fresh air. Oh, ah, shut it down. We're not topping that. Boom. All right, <laughs> that brings us to the end of our discussion of Godzilla minus one. Uh, and I would like to thank my panelists for being here, Monty Ashley. Thank you. You can you can be my uh, science doc any day. And now the original Godzilla soundtrack swells up as my final words are spoken. Were those the final words, or are they coming? This is our preference because you know they did. We didn't talk about it, but they used the score from the original Godzilla movie so well in this Perfectly. Godzilla movie. Yeah, it's good. It's very very. The score is is on point. You're right. And uh, I don't I don't know. Is he the is he the kid who just wants to prove himself? I don't know. It's Moises Chuyan. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to find more improbable ways to attach propellers to planes <laughs> and just wait for the sequel. Fantastic. And thanks to you for listening, you listener out there, to this episode of The Incomparable. We will see you next time.